0: By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, one of the evangelists here at the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And today, we're going to feast on what I think to be one of the most beautiful and comforting thoughts in all of Scripture. Here at Central, we recently went through a huge loss in the passing of a brother, Colin Williamson. While short in stature, he was a giant of a man as he was the preacher here for decades and decades and did so much good here locally and also abroad. The stories about him are endless and also priceless. And it was his passing and his great example that got me thinking about something we read about in Hebrews chapter 12 in the great cloud of witnesses that's mentioned there. I think that this is, huge for us in our spiritual walk, and for some of us, I hope will be a porterhouse steak dinner on your plate in regards to what God gives us in His Word to eat on. You see, as I've mentioned in previous weeks, we go through some very serious stuff in this life we live, and in those things we go through, it's extremely easy to get frustrated and down and depressed and honestly just feel downright alone. I think of those in Scripture like David, who we talked a little bit about last week, and his instance of of being in a slimy pit or a pit of despair and what that felt like. And what about the bleeding woman in Mark chapter 5, 12 years of dealing with her ailment and the isolation she had to have felt? How about Job? You read the story of Job and he lost his entire family, all of his livestock, He was afflicted with sores from head to toe. It was so itchy that scripture says he scraped the sores with a broken piece of pottery. How about us? The sickness, the breakup, the divorce, the loss of job, raising kids, the death in the family. There's so many things that we're challenged with. So how do we keep going? How do we not give up? There are many ways of doing it, but what I want to offer up to you today that has always helped me is to look to the cloud. In 2015 and 16, I had the opportunity to coach some really good players, and we made it all the way to the state final four. And doing that in the state of Florida is tough. It's really hard. And something our high school hadn't done since my dad was the coach way back in the early 80s. And in both years that we went, we ended up losing the state semifinal game in extra innings. But in 2016 specifically, we played Haggerty high school for a chance to go to the state championship game. And when all was said and done, the game lasted 12 innings. For those of you that don't know high school baseball games are seven innings. And so with over four hours of play and nine hours in all due to a five hour weather delay that began in the fifth inning, This game goes down in the record books as the longest state playoff game from first pitch to last pitch. But this game also ended as the highest scoring game in Florida baseball state series history with a final score of 19 to 16, which eclipsed a previous record from 1922. Now, outside of that, I want to tell you, I remember each inning our players coming in. Over that amount of time and that many innings and they were wore out, they were down and out from the other team taking the lead and us coaches just over and over again saying, guys, suck it up. You got this. Press on. Don't give up. Keep battling. And it wasn't just us. As the game went on, the crowd began to move closer and closer to the dugout to say the same things to the boys and to cheer them on. They'd worked too hard to quit and just cash it in. You, you could see it in them each inning, them coming in deflated, but then as we took to offense, kind of spark up and come alive. The end result was we did lose, but I'll tell you what, it was the hardest-fought baseball game I've ever been a part of. They had worked too hard to just quit and give up, but needed encouragement to finish what they had started. It was needed. You could see it in their faces each inning they came in, that they needed that encouragement. Now, I tell you that story because the Bible is filled with passages that speak courage into our lives. But one in particular I want to talk about, it's the first three verses in Hebrews chapter 12. And this passage challenges us to not grow weary or give up. It reads, who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We're not exactly certain who wrote Hebrews, but its audience is pretty clear as we read. It was written to a people who were weary and a people who were losing heart, albeit for different reasons than the ones we have. They were discouraged and depressed and felt alone. And we read here in verse 1, Therefore, Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Now, in just a few words, the writer not only urges us to not give up, but points to a source of motivation, a source of inspiration, a source of accountability. And he calls it a cloud of witnesses. So, what is that? What is a cloud of witnesses? Now, the clue here is in the word therefore, which points us back to the previous chapter, Hebrews 11, which is a really famous chapter in the Bible. It's known as the Faith Hall of Fame, and it offers this list of people, faithful servants who faced enormous challenges and yet found the faith to keep believing and the courage to keep fighting. So if those are the witnesses, those mentioned in Hebrews 11, then What is this about a cloud? Well, there's two different words that are used for cloud in the New Testament. The first of those is just a a single detached white cloud that we typically would see in the sky. But more wide and powerful than that, it's an encompassing cloud, more like a heavy fog or feeling that surrounds us. So, what's the difference? Well, You look up in the sky and you see the first one. But the second one, you feel it. It surrounds you. It encompasses you. And so after some research, I found it interesting that the ancient Greeks used that second kind of cloud to describe a crowd, a massive gathering of people. So in Hebrews 12, we have this idea of a huge throng of people all around us, everywhere we go. This passage in verse 1 actually even uses the word surrounded to help us decide which cloud this writer is writing about. I remember playing this game as kids, and maybe you're with me here, on long car rides, or should I say 15 passenger van rides, because remember I have nine other siblings, And we would play this game where we would look up in the sky and see an image in the clouds. Remember playing that game before iPads and TVs and phones? The good old days. But anyways, I bring that up because, man, how comforting it can be to us when we read about the faith heroes in Hebrews 11, to think of them as faces in the cloud of tough issues that make up life. So, how does the cloud of witnesses help us keep going? How does it help us continue pushing on and refuse to give up? I want you to pay special attention to that word witnesses. A witness is someone who sees something. An eyewitness observes something happening. And because of that meaning, some people read Hebrews 12 and think the cloud of witnesses is watching in heaven as we go about our lives. So, Are they sitting up there in the stands of heaven watching us run the race? I I have to say that's a possible interpretation, and it can work. The Living Bible Translation thinks so, and it paraphrases Hebrews 12, verse 1 this way. Since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstands. The language may be figurative or literal, but if we define witnesses as those who see, or Saul. We're invited to enjoy a powerful and inspiring idea, the applause of history's greatest heroes at the very time we feel the loneliest and most overwhelmed and most discouraged. Shouts of encouragement from Jacob and Joseph and Moses and David. I want to challenge you to go after this mental image the next time you feel discouraged and depressed and lonely and ready to quit. That there are throngs of achievers, the Hebrews writer says in chapter 11, he doesn't even have the time to tell about all the others who went through stuff, who were witnesses, Even, even those who aren't in Scripture. Men and women of faith, true heroes, who have gone before us, who felt exactly as we feel, went through what we go through and somehow find a way to get back in the game and battle back and overcome. Listen. The 44 today is that of comfort and peace of mind and knowing that we are anything but alone. They understand that we're moving toward our greatest blessings when we fight through our toughest trials, and there they are cheering us on. That's a powerful thought. I'll end with this. I'm, I'm not sure how many of you participated in sports growing up, especially that which is truly the physically exhausting form. Maybe you can relate, but you ever been in the middle of a practice, a game, a marathon, an anything where you nearly hit a wall, that overwhelming urge to give in to exhaustion and fatigue? One of my brothers, Junior, ran cross country in high school. And I remember going to his meets and us trying to see him in the middle And then at the end of his race, the two places that he needed to see us the most and to encourage him to keep going, keep battling, keep running, keep moving your feet. And our presence alone was all the encouragement he needed to find that extra wind when his race got the hardest. I remember times as a former athlete going through that, and all it took was for me to see someone familiar, my mom, my dad. People I knew. And so what what happens at those times when you look up and you see that familiar face? Suddenly you find the energy. This new wave of energy to finish, to go on. Nothing said. Just that immediate awareness of someone there cheering you on and rooting you along to the finish. In those moments of life where we feel exhausted and are struggling to keep going, from both a physical and spiritual standpoint, I want to encourage you to take a peek into the grandstands. Look to the clouds. And what I think you'll see is a throng of those who've gone before us, cheering us on and giving us the encouragement to keep going, to keep our feet moving, to keep running. It makes a difference to hear those voices from the scriptures, a cloud of witnesses who are alive and counting on us, So you're 44 today, when you feel like giving up, look to the cloud, keep going, keep fighting, keep running, keep your feet moving. You see, this life is a hard race to run sometimes. But as Paul says in Philippians 3, 14, I press on, I keep running, I keep my feet moving, and I keep going toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. As tough as what you are or will be going through might be, oh, how sweet it will be to hear the Lord say, come on in thy good and faithful servant. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, if you're in the Ocala area and you're listening local, what are you waiting for? Jesus is calling you to come and see. Stop by and worship with us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. No pressure. Just a loving group of people that meet together and worship God. If you don't know anybody, well, you know me. Remember, a big reason for this podcast, as I mentioned in episode one, was to know you. Come by and see us. If you aren't local, get yourself somewhere where you can worship and plug yourself in. And if you're still not there yet, shoot me an email at jedyancey at gmail.com. Reach out. We can study together. You can ask questions, whatever you need, and however you need it, I beg of you to find ways to feast on the words that proceed from the mouth of God. Thank you again for listening. Now let's eat. There's a rainbow that is shining, There's a rainbow, in the cloud, in the cloud. When life's race is run and the victory's won. There's a rainbow, there's a rainbow in the cloud, in the cloud.